In this episode, a digital nomad forced home to her parents, what people are doing to spread laughter during the pandemic, and the latest US travel restrictions. Welcome to the new daily World Nomads podcast. We'll be keeping you up to date with travel alerts, information about coronavirus, and sharing some uplifting news and views to inspire you and keep you smiling. Hi, it's Kim and Phil with you and another episode focusing on travel news surrounding the coronavirus. But first, Phil, an update on yesterday's guest, Stephen, who was recently married. Now, yesterday he said he had four or five days left in self-isolation, but that was at the time I recorded him. So he's now out of the master bedroom and (laughs) out of isolation and has shared a long overdue glass of champagne with his bride. Oh, that's fantastic. Congratulations to them too. Look, despite social distancing and self-quarantine, people are using their time and skills to spread some laughter, like the Adele parody written and recorded by Chris Mann on GarageBand. Hello from So cool. I know. Look, and it's as funny to watch as it is to listen to. So we'll share that in the show notes. Uh, uh, as I record this from my pillow fort, and are you still in your wardrobe? Yeah, I'm still in the wardrobe. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, in other headlines, while government officials are asking people to stay home, people are still travelling in the US. But Rhode Island has issued an order demanding all travellers into the state self-quarantine for 14 days. And travellers entering Florida should expect to be stopped and screened heavily. The Mormon Church, meanwhile, has chartered jets to take 1,600 missionaries around the world back home. And the world's largest cruise operator, Carnival Cruises. Weren't they the owners of the Diamond Princess, the ship, you know, that reportedly became a coronavirus breeding ground? Yes, yes. That's them. Anyway, they've admitted the sector may never recover from the pandemic and they're asking for $6 billion in funding. We have spoken to Alicia Erickson, Phil, on our Destination episodes before. She's a digital nomad based between East and Southern Africa and India, but she'd been holidaying with her dad in Indonesia when she had to make a mad scramble back to her mum and dad's in Seattle. Yeah, so um, I had a bit of a tumultuous couple of weeks, um, followed by a very last minute trip back to Seattle that I think was one of the last flights leaving here, um, leaving to here from Indonesia. So I have been living in India, which is where I was the last time we chatted um, for about the last six months. I'm a nomad. I work remotely. I have no home. That's just my lifestyle, and I always take it for granted that I can move wherever I want, that I can easily get visas wherever I want to go, and just live out of a backpack. And I left Indonesia for a couple, uh, India for a couple of weeks um, to meet my dad in the Philippines and Indonesia. I was just hanging out. Corona was just starting up, but it wasn't a big concern in India or anywhere really where I was. And then overnight, India was the first country to put on such a strict travel restriction. They revoked all um, travel visas. And even though I have a 10-year visa for the country, um, all my belongings are in the country. I all of a sudden was no longer able to go back (laughs) to where I had been living um, and where I had months of meditation courses planned and checks planned and writing projects planned. And so my 
challenge was, well, now where I go, where do I go? How do I shift what my next few months were going to look like until I can get back into India? And then it was like by the hour, every country was closing down their borders, imposing restrictions. I'd finally made a plan to go to South Africa and I woke up to the news that they had banned American citizens from coming in. And then I came to the realization that every country around the world was shutting down. So would I want to be stranded in a country that I don't know with restaurants closed, with no one I know, with uh, no travel (laughs) writing work available? Or should I try to come back to the U.S. where I haven't lived permanently since I graduated university about eight years ago? Or, but I have two, two houses with my parents I can live in and a, do I try to find myself a little island to get stranded on until I can leave and not know what's going to happen? So you're, you're, you're back home at either mum or dad's. Yeah, exactly. And I was so fortunate. I couldn't get a flight out as soon as I wanted. And so once I booked my flight, it was just keeping my fingers crossed that no flights were canceled. And when I was in the Bali airport, about every flight except for mine to Taipei was canceled. And then same thing from Taipei to Seattle. The only flights operating anymore were to the West Coast of the US and to Australia. Everywhere else was canceled. So I was very fortunate. You are a traveler, but you're also a creative person. Being a travel writer, your income is going to be massively affected. And, and that, I'm not saying that to depress you, but have you... <laughs> Have you had a chance to think about how you can spin this around? Um, yeah, it's um, given me a lot of thought. Well, I mean, when I had my week of stress and depression, <laughs> depression, it's kind of spun around a bit. So I, I'm fortunate that I work remotely as a political um, analyst as well. So it's um, my income is split between the two, the two industries. So I do have that to fall back on. And the other interesting thing is, as a writer, how many corona-related writing opportunities are popping up. And so while I can't be traveling at the moment, I get to shift my focus and completely rethink, okay, what can I, what experiences and what um, backgrounds do I have to write about corona-related topics? And while I'm not can't write about the medical and not qualified for the medical related um, topics. Um, I, there's a lot on, you know, mindfulness, which, you know, can relate to my background in yoga and meditation, you know, staying mindful and positive during this, or I also have a background in policy and okay, what are the political effects on underserved populations? So I'm really um, trying to find a focus on writing on like refugees or like slums and how they're impacted by Corona in a way that um, isn't necessarily covered by more Western um, media. And so it's been, yeah, it's been an interesting challenge to see how I can um, switch my focus as well as my um, source of income during this time. (laughs) Okay. Act as my brain trust. What sort of things are in your community, in the traveling community, what are they wanting to know about uh, COVID-19? So a lot of what they're wanting to know, um, whether it's, you know, personal stories of travelers getting stranded, whether it's um, local um, alerts of like travel warnings in your local city, They're also wanting to know stories, kind of feel-good stories about communities coming together, 
um, helping each other in really unique and creative ways, staying connected by being apart. So there's a lot of that helping, you know, keeping yourself healthy and active. What are other ways to do with your time? Um, I'm also interested in looking at the massive hits that will take on um, the tourist industry. They're looking at alternatives to travel, how you can travel within your own home, like through documentaries or through travel books. So yeah, there's a big variety, um, big call for information. It's Is that mum or dad washing up in the background? <laughs> uh, my dad. <laughs> yeah. In closing, any messages for the traveling community you'd like to share? I think my, I mean, the, the hardest thing that I felt when I was leaving um, Indonesia was just seeing the hit that the tourist industry was taking and how sad it was um, for knowing the locals who were knowing that they would have no source of income for the coming months. So if you're still traveling to invest to the extent you can in the really, really small scale local family businesses, and for those who aren't, knowing that travel will happen again, but to feel fortunate for the freedom in the first place to move around um, and not take for granted um, a passport that will, I know, or a lifestyle that will allow you to travel because there are so many citizens in the world who don't have such freedoms. And I've definitely had that shift in perspective. Thanks so much, Alicia. And to share your story, email podcast at worldnomads.com. Now, tomorrow, Phil, an asthmatic mm-hmm. nomad and her concerns for not only her health, obviously, but the travel industry as she self-isolates in Uruguay. Okay, bye. The World Nomads Podcast. Explore your boundaries.